Celebration Church, good morning, good morning. It is such an honor to be before you all this morning. Come on now, if God has ever done anything for you in your life, let me hear you make some noise. Come on now, God has been good, he's been good. Listen, I am honored to be before you all this morning. Uh, this is a goal moment for me right now. I am really living out a goal moment. To be able to stand on this platform in one of the most impactful churches in the state of California, if not the nation, is a goal moment for me. And I am honored, like my brother Anthony always say, this is a God's moment for me, and I am honored. But can we give a standing ovation to the lead pastors of this church? Can we give a standing ovation to the lead pastors of this church? Cherie, Pastor Han, uh, you have done an awesome job with leading this church, and I don't think you understand how impactful this church has been on my life. And in order for you to understand how impactful this church has been on my life, you have to understand how I grew up. See, I grew up in the church, and um, I was the kid that was at church on Monday night for youth ministry. Tuesday nights, I was at choir rehearsal. Now, Tavo, I, I was in the choir, and I didn't know how to sing. Back then, you didn't have to know how to sing. You just had to want to sing. So I was in the choir on Tuesday nights, and uh, on Wednesdays, I was at prayer meeting. And then on early Sunday mornings, I was at Bible study. And then Sunday morning, I was at Sunday service. And then some Sunday afternoons, I was in Sunday afternoon service. And pastor, the church I grew up in, we had do church for about three, four hours. So I spent a lot of time in church, but it wasn't until I came to celebration in 2013 when I learned how to do relationship with God. You know, how many of you know it's a difference between religion and relationship? Celebration Church taught me how to do relationship. But not only has Celebration Church impacted me personally, but it impacted my family. You know, my, my, I lost my dad in 2016, and my mom lost her husband for over 38 years. And I remember watching, you know, my mom go through the grieving process, and I told my mom, I'm like, you got to come to Celebration Church. They do things a little bit different at this church, you know. There's real love in this church. Amen, Celebration? There is real love in this church. And I remember telling my mom, you know, come check it out. And, you know, she came, and I went back to Pittsburgh, and I came back. And next thing I know, she was on the Dream Team. And then, you know, <laughs> I, I, I leave, and I come back, and I see my Aunt Faye on the Dream Team. I'm like... Hey, Faye, what you doing up here, you know? Then I leave and I come back and she got her sisters and family and my brothers are going here. And I'm like, this church has been real impactful on not only my life, but my family life as well. And I believe that is a testament to the leadership um, that you both have done with this church. And I thank you and I'm honored to be before you this morning. Amen. Amen. Uh, but today is Father's Day. Where are my dads at? Let me hear you make some noise. Let me hear you make some noise. <laughs> I say today should be a rent-free day for all my dads. <laughs> see, I, I don't think you guys get what I mean by that. You see, uh, us parents, we are just parenting God's children. You know, the Lord is our Father, amen? The Lord is our Father, and us dads, 
we're really just parenting his children. And the more I pronounce the word parenting, the more it starts to make sense. You see, it took two people to come together in order to rent God's children. And I'm here to tell you that the older the children get or the more children you have, the more expensive that rent becomes. So moms, let us dads have a free rent day today, amen? <laughs> but I say that to say that no matter what your earthly dad situation may look like, the Lord is your father, amen? And speaking of uh, being a father, uh, my wife, who is, uh, just celebrated her 29th birthday on Thursday, uh, made me a father of two handsome boys, and uh, I'm just honored that you are in my life. You know, the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, and I believe that the favor that we have on our life is because of the position that you are in in my life. So I thank you, and uh, many more blessings to come. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There go my, my, my beautiful boys right there. That's my family. Uh, but without further ado, let's jump right into this word. I believe that God sent me here today to really deliver a message to um, those of you that are watching online or watching on rebroadcast and to everyone that is here. I believe that God has a message um, specifically for you. And um, we want to jump right into it. You know, if you have your phones, go with me to Proverbs 19:21. Notice I said if you have your phones, you know, I believe when, when, when Jesus spoke of the greater works we will be able to do, he knew that technology was going to evolve and we were going to be able to have our phones on our technology and we will be able to stream uh, across the nation. So greater works we are doing because of technology. And I'm thankful to have this platform this morning, but um, let's go to Proverbs 19, 21. And it reads, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Now, we know that the Lord is our father, amen? So for Father's Day, let's read it like this. Many are the plans in the mind of a man or one man, but it is the purpose of the Father that will stand. It is the purpose of the Father that will stand. The title of my message is Father's Purpose Over Plans. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to speak to your children, your children, Father God. Lord, I ask that you give me a word that your children will, make, will be able to hear from you and be able to apply it to their daily lives, Lord God. Lord, I ask right now that you decrease me, Father God, and increase you in me, Father, so that your children may hear from their father. Lord, I'm asking all these blessings in your son Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. 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 Uh, many are the plans in the mind of a man but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Now, many of you know I played in the NFL for seven years, and towards the end of my career, this scripture began to sit heavy in my spirit. You know, you know like how the Holy Spirit do you when sometimes you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, or you somewhere where you don't supposed to be, and they be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Uh, don't go that way, go this way. And it was like that with me. You know, all the plans that I were making, uh, the Holy Spirit was like, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, it kept, it kept coming to me back and back and back. And uh, one day I just decided, I said, let me dive into this scripture 
and really get an understanding of what the Lord is really trying to say to me right now. When, uh, when I began to look up the definition of the word plans, I got a detailed proposal for how to do or achieve something. The definition for plans is a detailed proposal for how to do or achieve something. Another word for plans is strategy. Maybe we've tried to strategize how to do or achieve something. Another word for plans is idea. Maybe you were sitting around and that yellow light bulb went off in your head and you got this brilliant idea on how to do or achieve something. Or how about this word, suggestions. Suggestion is another word for plans on how to do or achieve something. Now, one thing that I dislike most about fans is that they always have suggestions, you know, you know, and, and it's funny because every time the Pittsburgh Steelers play um, the Patriots, uh, I always had to guard Rob Gronkowski. You know, I was a safety. So uh, the fans used to always say, all you got to do is do this when you covering Rob Gronkowski and do this and intercept Tom Brady. I'm like, if this all I got to do to intercept Tom Brady, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the nation, why aren't you out here doing it, you know? But fans always have suggestions on how to do or achieve something. Have anybody ever been sitting around family or friends and they tried to give you a suggestion on how to do or achieve something that they've never done or achieved? I mean, come on, suggestions. Uh, but how about this word, recipe? Recipe is a step-by-step -step plan on how to do or achieve something, usually referring to cooking. But how many of us have ever tried to make our grandma's famous chocolate chip cookies? And after following her recipe step by step, they just don't taste quite like grandma's famous chocolate chip cookies. Have we ever been there? Or, or how, about, how about how many of us thought that we were going to be a doctor or a nurse or a professional athlete? Or maybe you thought that you were going to be married and have kids and uh, be living in a house with a white picket fence and the dogs. Or maybe you thought that you were going to start a business at the beginning of 2020 or take a trip at the beginning of 2020. Then the pandemic hit and all your plans, strategies, and things that you thought were going to happen was automatically disrupted. Have anybody ever been in a situation where your plans have not gone the way that you thought they were going to go? Come on, have anybody ever been there before? <laughs> I mean, come on now. I, I believe that the Lord has sent me here this morning to let you know that the reason that your plans have not been going the way that you thought they were going to go is because the Father's purpose is much bigger than your plans. You see, Proverbs 19, 21 reads, Many are the plans in the mind of a man or one man, but it is the purpose of the Father that will stand. When I began to look up the definition of purpose, I got the reason something is created or for which something exists. The definition for purpose is the reason something is created or for which something exists. You see, Cherie, I was expecting to get a lot more shouting and praising when I read the definition of purpose, but I prepared in my notes to break down what purpose is. That way we can get a better response. You see, according to Colossians 1.16, it says, for in him all things, let me hear you say all things. All things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, 
whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him, him being the father. And if we continue to read in verse 17, King James Version, it says, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now that word consist means to be present or exist. So therefore, if we were all created by our Father and we are currently existing, we are purpose. We are purpose. So if you're sitting next to somebody right now that's existing, give them a fist bump and say, what's up, purpose? What's up, purpose? What's up, purpose? We are purpose. We were created on purpose and with purpose. And if we read in Ephesians 2.10, it say, for we are his workmanship. Everybody say workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Everybody say good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now I want to be able to break this text down so that we can understand why we were created and what we were purposefully created to do. Now, uh, when we looked up the word workmanship, it gives you the degree of skill for which a product is made. The degree of skill for which a product is made. How many of you know that you are God's skillfully and wonderfully created product? Amen? You are God's skillfully and wonderfully created product. But then it says created Remember, the definition for purpose is the reason something is created. So it says, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So God skillfully and wonderfully created a product on purpose in Christ Jesus with purpose to do good works, which God the Father prepared beforehand that we should walk in them that we should walk in them. When you look up the definition of the word prepared, it means created in advance. So before you were even formed in your mother's womb, before you walked on this earth, God had already prepared, created in advance, purpose for your life. Amen? Our Father is so good that he created purpose for you to walk in them before you could even walk, before you could even win like a baby, win, win, you had purpose on your life. And if we look at the Bible in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. This, this, this scripture is so deep right here. It's so deep and it's so relevant that I want to dive a little bit into it so that we can understand what the Father is saying to us. You see, before we were even formed in our mother's womb, the Father had prepared, created in advance, purpose for our life. But this is, the, this is, this is where it gets good at. The Father knew that the purpose he had for your life will make you a prophet that he automatically appointed you. He automatically appointed you. But when you look up the definition of the word prophet, you get a proclaimer of the will of God. 
the definition for prophet is a proclaimer of the will of God. So the Lord knew that if you ever got into your purpose that he created in advance for your life, you will become a proclaimer of the will of God. In other words, a prophet. You see, you see, the Lord knew if I ever got into my purpose, I was going to become a proclaimer of the will of God. You see, because this young African-American man that come from one of the worst hoods in Southwest Fresno, California, should not have made it to high school, but God. Because this young African-American man should not have graduated from the University of Arizona, but God. Because this young African-American man should not have been part of the less than 1% of athletes that make it to the NFL in the world but God, because this young African-American man should not be standing up on this platform in one of the most impactful churches in the state of California, if not the nation, but God, because this young African-American man that's never taken a business class should not be the CEO of the first environmental charter school in the nation, but God. Your purpose is much bigger than your plans. You see, the Father knew if you ever got into purpose, you will become a proclaimer of the will of God because your purpose will exceedingly, abundantly, above all, do more than you can think, ask, or imagine. And when you're in purpose, that is how the Father works. That is how the Father works. You will automatically become a proclaimer of the will of God, a prophet, <laughs> a prophet. Amen? Amen. You see, let's, let's, look into, let's look at Jeremiah 29, 11. This, this, is, this, is, this was one of my scriptures that I went to uh, when I was trying to make my plans work, you know. And, and it says, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, the Father. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's what the Lord plans is for your life. But see... I'm going to tell you where some of our problem lies. This is where our problem lies. The Bible says that the Lord uh, formed us. Before he formed us in our mother's womb, he knew us and appointed us and gave us purpose. Amen? That's what the Bible says. But, see, when we get a little bit older, we start trying to learn how to do what we want to do instead of doing what God has purposefully created us to do already. Remember, the Bible says that he created in advance purpose for your life. But don't get me wrong. As I stand up here and uh, say, you know, you try to learn what you want to do, don't get me wrong. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So all things are going to work out. But the thing is, if your plans are causing you to feel harm, if your plans are not prospering you, if your plans are causing you to feel like the world is against you, then maybe it's time for you to choose the Father's purpose over your plans. You see, because the Bible says that the plans that he has for you are to prosper you and not harm you, to give you hope and a future. And you see, the Lord knew this because, because your story is his history. Let me, let me break this down for you. His story 
is history. His story is our history. So that means what he has purposefully created for you is history to him. It's your story, but it's history to them. It's his story, but history is what God has purposefully already established for each and every single one of us. Amen? Now that we know the differences between plans, plans being a detailed proposal for how to do or achieve something. It's an idea that we thought of. It's a strategy that we've came up with. And purpose being the reason that we were created and existing. Now that we know the differences between the two, I want to give us three key points on how to choose the Father's purpose over plans. Number one, in order to choose the Father's purpose over your plans, you have to lean not on your own understanding. The Bible says in Proverbs verse Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And when you look up the word understanding, that means thoughts or perceptions. So when your plans do not go the way that you thought they should go, that is not the time to start leaning on your own understanding. Well, had I just treated her right, she'll be my wife. Or well, had I did this, I would have got that job. Or if they would have did this for me, then I'll be in this position. Or if they would have hired me, I could have did this. That is leaning on your own understanding. And that's what the Bible tells us not to do. But what it tells us to do in Proverbs 3, verse 6, it says, but in some of your ways. No, but in most of your ways. No, what it say? But in all your ways. Submit to our Father, and he will make straight your path towards your purpose. How many of you ready to get on a straight path towards your purpose? How many of you ready to get on a straight path? It says, submit to him in, in all your ways, and he will make straight your path towards your purpose. So number one, in order to choose the Father's purpose over your plans, you have to lean not on your own understanding. Number two, you have to be still. Be still. When your plans are not going the way that you thought they were going to go, that is not the time to get busy and start trying to make your plans work. No, that is the time to be still and wait upon the Lord. And speaking of waiting upon the Lord, uh, when we look at Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They should run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, this scripture is deep as well too. And uh, when, when, when you read the scripture, it says, and they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, but when we try to make our plans work, sometimes we can get frustrated. Sometimes we, can get, sometimes we can get in a depressed stage. Sometimes we can get weak. But the Bible says that when you be still and you wait upon the Lord for purpose, he will renew your strength. How many of us need our strength renewed in here? Amen? 
Amen. How many of us need our strength renewed? But then this is what it says. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Now, to understand what that means, we have to understand what type of bird an eagle is. Now, an eagle is able to fly at altitudes that other birds can't fly at. So, with, so, so, so when, some, when the storm comes, an eagle is able to soar over the clouds and soar through the storm when other birds, they actually have to go find shelter. So what the Lord is telling you, when the trials and tribulations come and when you are in purpose, you are going to be able to soar, soar through your trials, soar through your tribulations when you wait upon the Lord. When you be still and wait upon the Lord, you will mount up with wings as eagles and fly at altitudes where the storms and things of that nature won't even affect you. Because then when you're in purpose, you will know that all you got to do is speak the word of God over your life. Lord, you said that your plans for me were to prosper me and not harm me. Father God, you said that you were going to give me hope and a future. So when you know that, then you begin to soar through your trials and tribulations. It don't mean you won't go through them, but you will go through them. Amen? It don't mean that you won't go through them, but you will go through them. You will soar through them. But then it also says, but then it also says, they shall run and not get weary. Now that word weary means lack sleep. Weary means lack sleep. And some of us need some rest in here, amen? Some of us need some rest. You see, when you try to make your plans work, your plans could have you up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out how I'm going to make this work. Oh, I need a breakthrough. Oh, you, you begin to stress and overwhelm yourself. But the Bible says that uh, when you wait upon the Lord, you shall run and not be weary. That means you will be able to run in your purpose and not lose sleep. You will be able to go throughout your day in your purpose, and when it's time to go to sleep at night, you will go to sleep like a baby. How many of you guys need some rest in here? How many of you are ready to go to sleep tonight and not worry about tomorrow? Amen? So in order to choose the Father's purpose over your plans, the Father's purpose over your plans, you have to, number one, Lean not on your own understanding. Number two, you have to be still. And number three, you have to know the purpose giver. Know the purpose giver. You have to seek the purpose giver face and not his hand. But when you seek the purpose giver face, he will give you what is in his hand. You see, the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all things, all the miracles that he had for you, all the good works that he prepared, created in advance for you, will be added unto you when you seek thee first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all the purpose and plans that he had for you will be added unto you. You know, I, I, I told you all that um, when I got towards the end of my career, uh, Proverbs 19, 21 set heavy in my spirit. Like, many are the plans in the mind of a man or one man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And, um, you know, it was, it, was, it was my sixth year. I was in the NFL, and uh, I had just came off one of my best seasons yet. 
Um, I was a four-time team captain for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, we were in the playoffs, was getting ready to go to the AFC Championship. I blocked the punt, set the team up to win, but they lost. <laughs> they lost, but I, I did my part, but they lost. And uh, at the end of the season, um, I started making my plans. You know, I'm going to go out to Arizona. I'm going to train. I'm going to get bigger, bigger, faster, stronger. And I'm coming back the next year uh, to make my next season even better. Started making all these plans. And then um, I, get a, I get a call from the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin. And he calls me, I answer the phone, what's up, Coach T? Me and Coach T had a great relationship, still do to this day. I'm like, what's up, Coach T? Yeah, baby, I'm just out here training, grinding, getting ready for next season. You know, I'm going to do it big for you. And he's like, Rob G, man, this is not a pleasant call, man. I'm calling to let you know that we got to move in a different direction. I'm like, huh? A different direction, man? I'm out here doing all, making all my plans and doing all of this. What, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, man, you know, contract reasons, you know, we got to do some budget cuts, this, that, and the third. Crush me. All my plans, my strategies, things that I had going on for my life, crush me. Fast forward, I started to lose my passion for football when that happened. And I believe that God started to work on my purpose in my life. You know, this scripture was sitting heavy on me. But my plans was... I need to get back on the field so I can show the Steelers what they just let go. You know, so I get a call from uh, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. He's like, Rob G, what's going on, man? We want you to come here and sign and be our team captain and compete for the starting position for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm like, yeah, coach, sign me up. I need to show the Pittsburgh Steelers who they let go. I'm ready to get back out there and get after them. Started making all of these plans. Then I get to Kansas City. And my heart is not even really with football, you know. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to tap into my purpose. And I'm not getting the opportunities that I thought I deserved when I went to Kansas City. So I'm like, man, you know what? Y'all released me. I'm done playing football. I wasn't being still. I wasn't being still. I was leaning on my own understanding. I told them to release me. So they released me. And I go home and I get to thinking about my purpose. You know, the Father is telling me many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So then I'm like, I had a mentor by the name of C.J. Jones. He told me back in 2014, here we are in 2018, we're in 2014. He told me, man, when you're done playing football, you're going to open up a school. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm in the middle of my plans. I'm not, I ain't trying to hear all that right now. I'm in the middle of my plans. So then, after that, I'm like, you know what? I need to get back on this field. I need to show Pittsburgh Steelers what, what they let go. I need to show Kansas City what they let go. It's time for me to get back out there on the field. So in 2019, I was trying to make my plans work. Here I am, frustrated, depressed, trying to get back on the field so my plans can work when the Lord purpose for my life was so much bigger than football, and I didn't even know it. Here I am with a beautiful wife, two handsome sons, and I'm depressed. I'm depressed because I'm trying to make my plans work instead of fulfilling my purpose. So then I came to the point where I said, you know what, Lord, I surrender. I started to seek the purpose giver face. And when I saw this face, he told me, it's time for you to do your school. It's time for you to do your school. And I said, okay, Lord, let's go. So I began working on this school. I began working on this school. Mind you, I've never taken a business class. I've never taken a business class. And I began to develop 
this school and I began to meet people. Uh, shout out to all of my Golden Charter Academy teachers and staff that's in the building uh, today. God bless y'all. I began working on this school and next thing you know, I'm having meetings with the Fresno Chappie Zoo about partnering with Golden Charter Academy to create the first environmental stewardship zoo school in the nation right here in Fresno, California. And my plans were to play football, but the Lord's purpose for my life was for me to do something so much bigger that was exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ever think or imagine. And now we are sitting here eight weeks away from getting ready to open the first environmental stewardship zoo school in the nation in Fresno, California. In Fresno, California. And what's, 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 even, what's even crazier about this whole situation, I got contacted by the Reed Park Zoo in Arizona, and they asked me how can they get a second location for Golden Charter Academy at the Reed Park Zoo in Arizona. I say that to say that the purpose that the Father has for your life is so much bigger than you can ever think or imagine what he has for you. Do not get trapped. Do not get stuck with trying to make your plans work when the Father has so much more for you. But in order to choose the Father's purpose over your plans, you have to, number one, lean not on your own understanding. Number two, you have to be still and wait upon the Lord. And number three, you have to get to know the purpose giver. And then you will be able to choose the Father's purpose over your plans. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I ask that you take this word and seal it in your children's heart, Father God, so that they may be apply it. They will be able to apply this word to their daily lives. Lord, we know that we have plans and that we have desires and your word says that you will give us our heart's desires, Lord, but we must first seek you. We must first submit in all of our ways to you and you would direct our path towards our purpose. So Father God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you give your children their straight path towards their purpose as they begin to seek you and make you first in their lives. Father God, I thank you. I love you. I'm asking all these blessings in your son Jesus' name and the church say amen. Happy Father's Day. God bless y'all. Can we give blessings. it up one time? Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.